Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Hello, TOP friends, family, and new listeners. We have a special announcement today. TOP is hosting a fun fair for kids aged 3 to 14 and their families Saturday, September 14th from 1 to 3 p.m. We'll have food, games, raffles, and more. Admission is $5 per child and includes three game tickets and a hot dog. Additional tickets will be available for purchase as well. We hope you'll come join us. The fun fair is on September 24th from 1 to 3 p.m. at the Tower of Pentecost, located at 930 Aaron Drive in Richland, Washington. Praise the Lord, church. You may be seated. We do serve a mighty God and miracle maker. I'm a miracle right now for being here. Because yesterday I had no voice in the evening. I'm still a little rough, but I, I, I will get through this. So yesterday, I'm sitting in bed. It's probably 7 o'clock at night. I know it was no later than 8, and I said, I can't speak. Now, the pastor had asked me to step in and speak tonight, and he even texted me on Sunday, are you sure you're going to be okay for Wednesday? And I said, yes, I'll be fine. Of course, I got worse. So Monday comes along, I'm terrible. Yesterday, horrible. Had to call off from work. But I said, you know, I can't leave pastor hanging. I'm going to get through this. So I reached out to somebody who is a lot more powerful than me, who is a lot more powerful than the doctors. And you know what? He gave my voice back. So I got the voice back, and you're going to have to put up with me for about half an hour, 40 minutes, okay? I promise. It's amazing. Amazing God. So I'd like to talk to you, but before that, I'd like to pray. If we could stand in honor of the Lord. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for everything that you've done, Lord, for us, God. How, you're so good to us, God. So good. I ask, Lord, that you be with us, that you help me to teach your word, God, that you open ears and hearts, God. Lord, let people understand that this comes in love. This comes to teach and to help and to magnify your name and to encourage people in their walks, God. Lord, I thank you, God, for the pastor that you have given us, that he trusted me with the church, God. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So the title of the message is, I am not of this world. So let me just let it sink. I am not of this world, right? So last week, do you guys remember what the pastor preached on? Uh, last week. It was Wednesday, right? Last Wednesday? Yeah, last Wednesday. Okay. So it's okay. I only know because I really put my mind to it and I wrote it down. Otherwise, I would have forgotten. But he preached, he taught on time. Remember? Time, last Wednesday. So I had that clock here, that thing. 
healing, learning, and so on. So he was touching on time. So just keep that on the back of your mind, time. Pastor, uh, Brother Kelly, I almost called you a pastor. You look like a pastor to me. So Brother Kelly, Sunday, he was preaching on something that touched on the things that the Lord had put in my heart to, to share with you. So I came to him and I said, Brother Kelly, it's, it's a word, uh, I'm telling you the truth. I am not stealing your preaching, your teaching. I'm not doing that. What do you call when people write a book and you're going to take a piece of it? Uh, it's not plagiarism. That should tell you how awesome our God is. That he knows that we need to be in the same spirit. We are all in the same. Do we have the same spirit? Then we're going to be in the same spirit. He's going to touch us. But with the same idea. This is what I want for Tower at Pentecost right now. I'm not talking about next week, Tower of Pentecost. I'm not talking two years from now. But I'm talking today. Right now, this is what I want from you. So he touched on the pastor. He touched on Brother Kelly to teach that. And before, a few days before Brother Kelly had touched on me and put something in my heart. Right? So one thing that the pastor touched on was that he was saying how God spent six days to create this world. Right? But pastor forgot to mention something. At the end of those six days, God took a step back. He put his hand right here. And look, he says, it's very good. Now, when God says something is very good, it's very good. Okay? But here's the other thing that I want you to know. Pastors also said, imagine what he's going to do in 2,000 years. And I said, yes. But then something inside of me said, you know, deep down, God knew that that wonderful world that he created was going to be a fallen world. He already knew that sin, Brother Brian, was going to creep in. And was going to turn that thing that he called very good into this thing that we see today. Very bad. It's so much so that the word of God says that before the foundation of the world, Jesus was already slain. He was supposed to die even before he created this earth. This next world that is coming, my friends, I don't put so much emphasis on the time. Because for God, six days or 2,000 years is the same thing. He can do anything. But what I really got my attention as I thought about it is that in this next world, there will be no sin coming in. Okay? So because there's no, no sin coming in, God knows that it's going to be much better than very good. I don't know what God's going to do. Words he's going to say once he's done with the next world that is coming. I have no idea. But I know that it's going to be wonderful. Because he knows that the people that are going to come in are people like you and me. People who have repented of our sins. People who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. People who have served the, the Lord. And he knows that those are the only people that are going to get to the next level, to the next world. Praise God. So how did this message came to be? 
how did I end up with all these words that I'm speaking right now? So I had, I had invited actually a couple of people from work. So I was going to have to, if they, unfortunately they didn't show up. So I was going to have to kind of turn a little thing here or there because it happened at work. They're not here, so I'm going to just go and say how it happened. So I show up to work on a Tuesday, day after Labor Day, four-day weekend for me. Yes, yeah, praise God. So that was awesome. So it's 5.30 in the morning. So I show up, and I hear a man talking to three women. There's nothing wrong. They're just talking. But the work, the, the words that they were saying, the conversation, what this man said to those ladies. I don't use this word very often, but I left disgusted. I was disgusted. I just walked away. Not because I'm holier than thou, but because what they were saying does not line up with the word of God. It just does not line You know, he shouldn't be saying what he was saying. It just turned my stomach. And inside of me, something said, I am not of this world. I am not of this world. Later on, as I was thinking about it, the more that I thought about it, I said, oh, no, hold on, hold on. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe they're right. Maybe what they're saying is fine. I'm crazy. Maybe I'm, I'm insane. And then I said, no, I'm not insane. They're crazy. I'm sane. I am not of this world. They can keep it. They can keep all the stuff that they have in this world. I don't care. Keep it. Okay. I am not of this world. Has anybody heard of Charles Spurgeon? Okay. I think he was a very, very important man. Okay. So he wrote this, and I, I need to read it so I don't chop it into pieces, what he said. Okay. So Charles Spurgeon wrote that. Nothing teaches us more about the preciousness of the creator as much as we learn about the emptiness of everything else. So everything is emptiness. Everything is desire. People just want and, and desires and, and they want their acclamation. Okay, so before we came to church, my wife, my wife is, is reading up and on the news some, somewhere, and I'm sure everybody knows about Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady, yeah, yeah. So his wife is actually Brazilian. So I heard they're splitting up because she wants him to retire, and he wants to play ball. She wants him to be a father to her children, to their children, and he wants to throw touchdowns. So there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. Tom Brady, what is more important for people to sound like me on Monday when they scream, touchdown, and see your family breaking down pieces? That's the love of the world. When the spirit of the Lord is not in the person. I'm sorry if I'm hurting feelings. I'm sorry. I'm just telling you what the Lord told me to say. I'm just sharing what the Lord said. 
It's, don't, don't worry. My, my kids are going to get some too. Just, just hang on with me. Just hang on. So God is amazing, right? Because the next day after the Lord deals with me, the pastor asks me, hey, can you speak next Wednesday? It amazes me how God doesn't let you hanging out there. He doesn't throw you out there and say, go fight for yourself. He knew the pastor was going to invite me to speak. So he allowed me to be in a situation where my stomach turned, but I was able to connect to him and find out what exactly what's going on. So he says, okay, this is what's going on. So he fed me all that meat. This is what's going on. Amazing. That's the only word that I have to describe the God that we serve. Amazing. He goes ahead of us. And I appreciate the sensitivity of our pastor. He was sensitive to come and to ask me. Because the Lord was probably already dealing with him. Could I have Colossians 3 and 2, please? Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. It's pretty much self-explanatory. I mean, it's telling you what to do. You know, you're going to make a cake. You know, it takes three eggs, some, some flour, some of this. You can't change the recipe. You can't focus on the things of this world and try to make heaven. It's not going to work. We're going to get to the door. We're not going to have the right ticket. Not going to work. The enemy owns this world, okay? This is his. We are not his, but this landscape is his. When Jesus, when, when Jesus was tempted of the devil, the devil said, worship me and I'll give you all the glory of the world. Jesus said, get out of here, Jesus told him. We only worship God. We don't worship you. Get out of here, devil. Right? Because the devil owns this stuff, all this stuff. And people are blinded for the things of this world. If we could only see the, um, the spiritual world, the spiritual world around us, we would see demons and devils. Attacking at each one of us, especially those who are serving God. See, the devils, the, the devil, he does not care for those that are lost. Because that are, those are his. But he's tempting those people who are serving God. Even those who are struggling. Maybe they're struggling in church. But they're trying. Lord, I, I want to serve you. I want to give the best that I have to you. But Lord, here's my fault. Here's what... Causes me to, to stumble sometimes, right? Even those people that have not committed 100%, the devil is after them. Because no, because the, the devil knows that's an easy prey. See, an, a lion, when he attacks other animals, he doesn't go for the strong. He goes for the little ones. He goes for those that are hurting. That's the ones that he attacks, so he's looking to attack those that are hurting. He's watching, who am I going to attack? 
Who am I going to tempt? Praise God. Now, me and even here we have this thing. I'm going to have to drink some water. Excuse me. Much better. So me and Eva here have this thing. We never, ever pushed our children to say, you better be an A-plus student. If you bring me a B, she's going to get it. Isaac has a friend who told him he feels so pressured. He's a straight-A student. He says, why are you upset? Well, because I came home with a B. And my mom is on me, jumped on me, and jumped on me. And I appreciate the desire of that mother that her son will have good grades. But not at the point where you're going to make your child to be depressed, to be discouraged about life. So we never pushed our kids. We say, do the best. Are you a C student? You better be the best C student that you can be. Do what you can do. But see, one thing that we don't put up with is serve God. Don't give your, your best C to God. To God, we want you to give your A. For God, we, we absolutely demand you do your best. Now, we lead by example. We teach. Are they going to do it all the time? No. But you know what? We're teaching them that there's a difference. There's a difference. You got to give everything that you have to God. Because you got to look at what's coming. What is coming our way? I don't want my children to be lost. I don't want my wife to be lost. I don't want any of you or myself to be lost. Didn't Paul said that he was, he says, I, I got to make sure that I do this right because after Helping so many people, I myself be a castaway. So I don't want to be a castaway. I don't want my family to be a castaway. So I'm encouraging them. Serve God, guys. And if I see them sleeping away a little bit, I give them a little nut. Hey, what you're doing is not right. Especially I have a long-haired one. I work with him a little hard. You know, gay, gay, you know. All of them. But serve God. Serve God. We're not from this world. Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Imagine, okay, at the end of your life, you get to live with Jesus forever. Would you care how much money you have in the bank account? Would you care how famous? Yeah, you would you how, how famous you are? Would you care how many touchdowns you have thrown? Would you care how many times you were able to speak in front of the church? I mean, this is great, absolutely. But is this going to take me to heaven? No, it's my relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what's going to take me to heaven. It's going to be the time that I give good. People need to see that there's a. Hey, that guy there, you see, there's a difference about the way he walks, the way he talks, the things that he looks at. You know, th there's a difference. 
So they're going to come to you and say, hey, Brian, I've noticed, man, that you don't cuss like those. What's, can you tell me why? What's going on? That's it. Simple. And then we are able to say, yeah, you know what? Because one day Jesus touched me. He changed my heart. He promised me a ticket to paradise. And you know what? I'm not from this world. And then you get your attention. What? Are you an E.T. E or something? No, better than that. I'm better than E.T. I'm going to heaven. Praise God. I'm not from this place. See, God can't bless people when they try to satisfy their carnal mind. Carnality. You know, the world is enmity, enmity, enmity with God. They fight against each other. The things that people go after, they put all their effort, it's worthless. Yeah, work, pay your mortgage, food, you know, buy stuff for your family. Yeah, I'm, go ahead. Do, I do it. I do it too. But don't let that be your king. Don't let be that thing say, don't let that thing take over your life. Don't do it. Friendship of the world is enmity of God. Casting crown. Have you guys heard of casting crowns? Okay, one of my favorite bands. So one of their songs now is called Start Right Here. Okay? So the music starts by this. We want our coffee in the lobby. So people come to church. Not, not, not us. I'm not saying us. I'm saying the other church down the street. Okay, people come to church and they want their coffee in the lobby. That's fine. We watch our worship on the screen. Yeah, let's sit all the way back there so we can just watch. Okay. We got a rock star preacher, baby. It's me. Woohoo! Rock star preacher. God forbid. We have a rock star preacher. I want a preacher that loves God like our pastor, like Brother Woods, Brother Brian, Brother Colt, everybody. I want, I want to hear the word of God from, from people who love God, from people who are connected with God. Because it says, we got a rock, and roll, a rock, rock star preacher who won't wake up, won't wake us up from our dream. Please, if I'm dreaming, wake me up. Hey, if I'm behind the wheel on that big bus sleeping, wake me up, please. Because I'll get into an accident. I'll die or kill somebody. So if you catch me sleeping in church, not paying attention, slap behind my back. Please do that. Say, pay attention to the preaching, boy. Because God has something for you. All right, God has something for you. We keep, no, no, no. We want our blessings in our pockets. Is that what serving God's all about? We keep our missions overseas, but for the hurting in our cities, would we even cross the street? When was the last time you told anybody about Jesus? When was the last time you said, Jesus did this for me? When was the last time you invited somebody for church? Let's go next. I love you guys. <laughs> Have you noticed how some churches try to imitate the world? 
It should be the other way around. The world should imitate us. They should look at the way our young men dress. They should should look at the way our, our young ladies dress. And they should imitate us. They should say, wow. I am proud. I'd love for my kids to dress like those kids, those Tower of Pentecost kids. We shouldn't be imitating them. We shouldn't be going after the world. We're not of the world. We're not of the world. Some Christians, musicians are now rapping. That's okay. If you're into that stuff, uh, not my, my cup of tea. Okay? We should have people knocking on our doors and asking us how to be saved. They should see that difference. I, the, the area that I live is 85% Mormon. 85%. We need to be an example for that neighborhood. Okay? They need to see the difference between the God that we serve and the God they serve. The message that we follow and the message that they follow. We should have the, hmm, I don't know what I have here. Okay, anyway, I, I can't read what I wrote, so let's go to the next point. First Corinthians 10, 13, please. There has no temptation taken you but such as in, is common to man, but God is faithful. Okay, just think about God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may able to bear it. It is difficult to live in this world for a Christian. I'm not saying it's easy. Because the world wants us to be like them. In, I worked with Brother Blanchard, he was my first pastor. And I worked with him at, at Culligan for a few years. And I think this was back in 2002. They, they had asked him, oh, it was the day after uh, Super Bowl. So they asked him, hey, Frank. They called him Frank's first name. Hey, Frank, did you watch the, the commercials, the, 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 the game, everything? Uh, no, I, I didn't see it. He was telling me, right? And he says, Brother Ali, they looked at me as if I was an animal because they didn't watch the Super Bowl. So the world wants us to be like them. I'm not saying don't watch the Super Bowl. I watch the Super Bowl. That's not what my point. My point is we got to say, yeah, I watched. It was fun. But there's something better. I watched Super Bowl. I watched soccer. The World Cup is just around the, the, the corner. I'm going to watch. But that's not my hope. It's something that I watch. But I can talk to people. Oh, did you watch? Yeah, but you know, there's something even better than watching Super Bowl. That's, a, that's when you kneel before an altar and you cry out to God. And you have him come and touch your life and heal you from your pain. And heal your heart from the heartaches. And bring your loved ones who haven't talked to you in years. And they'll talk to you. That's even bigger than sports. That's how I look at it. But people say, you don't know. You know, 
it's hard living a, a separate life in this world. It's not easy. I agree. How do you think Jesus felt when he was living the life that he lived on this earth? Think about it. He's God. He's the King of kings, Lord of lords, right? And he's washing the feet of the, the disciples. He's being laughed at by some people. He was being spit at. He, they were plucking the beard from his face. And then finally they, they nailed him to the tree. How do you think, how, how comfortable was him? It's the question. I got to honor what he did for me. I can't be embarrassed. See, because if you don't honor him, he's not going to honor you before his father. That's what he says. Okay? So I got to honor by my way. Again, not holier than thou, but people need to see a difference in my life. If you don't see a difference, I give you, I, I authorize you. Let me know. Say, brother, I don't see a difference in your life. You need to get closer to God. We need to get closer to him, much closer, because things are getting tighter, very tight, very difficult. Now, if you look just the other day, right, they're talking about inflation. So our money is worth less, right, than a few years ago. So things are getting tough. So what are we going to do? We're going to take time from, from church and work double overtime to compensate? If we lose everything from this world, but we gain Jesus, we're blessed. We're blessed. Because these things, temporal. Everything that we see, temporal. There's nothing that is going to last forever. Nothing. Jesus will last forever. And he's offering to take every single one of us to be living with him. I'm not saying to give up. I'm saying to focus on what is the most important thing. Like they say, fo uh, focus on the main thing. Make the main thing the main thing. I have an account on one of those social media things that I, that I, that I, I like to go once in a while and post something. And then I have my, my personal biography. Jesus first, family second, country, our country third. Any questions? I, I want people to know where my interests lay. I, I, can't, I can't be wishy-washy. I have no time to be wishy-washy. See, our human nature wants more. Right? That's our human nature. That's where prayer and fasting comes into place. When you pray and you fast, get in touch of God. Lord, help me to walk through. Help, help me to maneuver through this life. You created me to be with you, Lord. But it's so hard in this world, Lord. And you know that I'm not from here. You know that if we're serving you, Lord, we're not from this world. Guess what? He's going to help you just like he gave my voice back. All I did was ask him. That's all I did. I said, Lord, what am I going to do? Text the pastor that can't do it now? 
I don't want to leave him hanging. It's on you. Just let's just pray and ask him. Hey, if, guys, if you were born in church, thank your parents. Or thank those, whoever it is that is responsible. See, I wasn't. I wasted almost 30 years of my life not praising God, not serving him. My wife, 15 years. So we do everything that we can that our kids, they were born in church and that they will stay in church. It's not up to me. It's up to God. So we pray for them. Lord, keep them in church. Keep them serving you. Isaac's going to have to travel for work for two days. Already talking to him. Listen, people at work, be careful. Don't go with them to places that they might entice you to go. They offer you a drink this, say no. Smoke this, no. Because I know the temptation that kids go through. I went through the same thing. Most of us have. But that doesn't mean they have to give up and go and take that thing. I, I believe there's, there, it's in Proverbs that, that says that, that there's a, a harlot. She's standing there and, and a young man, a silly young boy passes by and, and she calls him in. And he goes thinking he's going to have the time of his life. And the Bible says, poor boy doesn't know he's going straight to hell. we got to be smart. Wise. Wise as a serpent. I don't like serpents, but that's a good verse. Wise as a serpent. Because the devil is trying to get you. He's trying to drop you. See, being born in church, kids, for you guys that were born in church, is better than being born with a silver spoon in your mouth. When people, oh, he was born with, oh, he's got everything. He was born with a silver spoon in, my, in his mouth. And I say, you know what? My kids were born in church. Better. They got something better. There was a show, yes, years ago that I used to listen. It's from the Calgary uh, church called Pastor's Perspective. So I would listen to I had time. I had a different job, so I'd be doing some driving and listening to the questions. People do some in interesting questions about religion, about, you know, how to serve God. And, and sometimes some questions, oh, really? So this lady comes in, and she says, Pastor, um, I, I know that Jesus is coming soon, but right now, my financial life is so good. Do you think it could wait a little bit? I think she needs to find an altar to pray and repent. Because that is telling me that, sh that she likes the things of this world better than the things from Jesus. That she's saying, oh, it's not worth going to heaven and walking on the streets of God, of gold and seeing God face to face. And he, we don't need a sun. We don't need the moon because he's going to be our light. There's going to be no more pain. There's going to be no more sin, nothing. But I have money. So, Jesus, can you wait a little bit? You know, and it's sad. Well, she maybe, maybe her pastor didn't explain to her exactly the blessings that are coming our way for those that serve God. Because that's my dream. That's my dream to be with God. To have my family be with God. To have all of us be with God. Imagine how wonderful it is. Oh, I remember you from Tower of Pentecost. 
Oh, yeah. Isn't that wonderful to be in the next world? Brother Sergeant, I wish he was here, Brother Brian Sergeant. We had men's breakfast, and I was sitting at the table with him, Brother Cliff, and we had a, such a good talk. We were talking and stuff, and then we were talking about some, some financial stuff. And and Brother Brian looked at Brian Sergeant, looked at, turned to me and looked. He says, "Brother Ali, that doesn't matter to me. I'm dead to the world." And I said, "Yes, we have to be." dead to the world, or the world should be dead to us. I, I don't know exactly how he, how he spoke, but that meant that I have no interest in the things of the world. That does not captivate me. That does not entices me. Are we dead to the world, people? Or are we still going with everything that we got for the things of this world and not focusing on the most important thing? But you know what? After all of this, I didn't want to depress anybody, but it's going to get better. Can I have Revelation 21 and 1? Pay attention to this. This is for those that follow all these things. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. See, that, that world of sin, that world of robberies, that world of Everything that we have of wars, of diseases, is gone. Passed away. No more. Bye-bye. Now we have this world, which is perfect. Took God two, over 2,000 years to create. But like I said before, he knew there was going to be no sin. So there's going to be a special touch on that world. See, no sin is going to come there. No sin. So we say goodbye to all the heartaches, to all the pain, to all the disappointments. And people sometimes, they're hurting, right? Not so much on the outside, but their hearts. Family. How many people have family problems? Don't raise your hands. But, you know, I do. You know, my, my, my dad's always coming up. Oh, my brothers, my brothers, my brothers. And I pray, God, help me, give me the strength. You know? Brother Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know those groups, yeah. I don't know what to tell you, but I just know that it's going to be good. See, we're going to live eternally with the Lamb. He'll be our light. He'll be our protector. Can't get any better than that. Thank you for your patience with me tonight. If we could stand. Lord Jesus, thank you, God, for the words, God. Thank you, Lord, because we know, God, that there's going to be a better, a better paradise for your people, a better place that we are suited for, God, for the people that have been washed in your blood, for the people that are ready to go. I pray that you give us strength, God, in these difficult times, God, that you encourage us and protect us, God, and bring us back at the appointed time, God. 
in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen.